Hey, good people. Welcome back for part two of Conversations with My Mama. Okay, we praying over here. We're getting these blessings and receiving all the wisdom that she is pouring out to us. If you did not tune in to part one, stop what you're doing. Like, stop right now and go listen. Because I promise you, you will be blessed. Okay? Um, and if you are tuned in and all caught up, thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate you. And for the new listeners, I adore you. Um, but tune in and listen to part two of me and my mama talking all things Black Love Women Edition. Okay? Thank you. And I can't wait for you to be blessed by the things that she speak because we only speak in life over here. So tune in and enjoy. How do you overcome old habits? And when I say habits, please know good people. Habits, like my mom said, with the road to recovery, it could be anything, not just a, a substance. Like Nipsey said, anything in excess can turn into a liability. So whatever you do, make sure you break from it. And if you can't, then get to the root of it and go get you some therapy and Jesus. And one does not replace the other. Let me make that clear. You need both. Okay. So how do you overcome old habits or yeah, habits that's not serving you? That's not pushing you in alignment to what God has called you towards or just, you know, habits that are bringing forth a lesser version of yourself. Well, how do I overcome habits? First mm -hmm. of all, if it's a habit I like, it's not going to be easy. Mm -hmm. It is not going to be easy. You know, um, habits are created in seven days, but it can take 21 days to break a habit. That's if you're focused on that habit. And that's also if you... Uh, Really don't if you if you don't have a desire for it. But if you desire, if you have a desire for that habit, it's going to take you some time. The first thing you need to do is ask the Lord to help you. God help me. You know, I I, I said it's just like cigarettes. I'm going to stop smoking, even though I don't smoke. I'm going to stop smoking. Uh, okay, I put those cigarettes down, but I put it back up because I don't have the willpower. I need the Lord to help me. Sometimes we, we get rid of things and we're not ready to get rid of it because we haven't killed it at the root. And so in order to do that, we have to kill it at the root. So it takes time. Again, you need a, uh, partners that, that can help you when they see you're going down that road, you can say to them, look, if you see me going down that road, and it's got to be someone you can trust. Mm -hmm. And you need a prayer partner. Mm -hmm. Someone that you can tell things to and they're not going to blab it. Mm -hmm. You know, they're not going to be like a refrigerator. Tell your business, you know, mm -hmm. to try to bring shame to you. So you need an accountability partner. And sometimes you could be over that habit, but then there's a trigger that can trigger you, a smell, mm -hmm. a look. So there's certain 
triggers. So overcoming habits is not easy. It depend, It's depending on the habit. And then how bad do you really want to break that habit? And I guess how much, how, how much you really want to be better. Yes. Because we can, we can be like, oh, I'm good. But there's always room to be better. And if you're stuck on being good, then you have limited all possibilities of your chances of being better. So I'll get you. I understand that. I understand that. How do you be encouraged? You know, when life comes at you, when loss hits very close to home, how do you remain encouraged, Mom? How do I? Keep myself encouraged. Mm-hmm. First of all, you gotta have a sense of humor. Because mm. laughter is medicine. To yeah, you have to have a sense of humor. You know, because uh, encouragement is sometimes hard to find. Mm-hmm. But knowing the word that's in me, uh when I can't find anybody to encourage me, I encourage myself. And we spoke of those mirrors. My mom used to say, I bought those mirrors so that you can come down and you can look at yourself in the mirror. And you can tell your own self how beautiful you are, mm-hmm. how special you are, how proud you are of yourself. You know, we, we have to learn to encourage ourselves. Because others are not going to encourage us because they're going through something, you know. It's not that, you know, well, I can't say some are just selfish. But I'll say the majority of people are, they, they're dealing with a whole lot of brokenness in their self. And they're looking for you to give them encouragement when you need encouragement. So you have to know how to encourage yourself. You need to look in the mirror, take your right hand, pat yourself on the back. And say, girl, you are awesome. Okay. And before I get to my last question with the God-fearing woman that you are, how do you remain patient with yourself in your journey? That's a good question. Patient with myself. Mm. Being patient myself is is it's a it's a day to day choice that I have to make. Um, patient is 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 it's not something easy that people just get up and say, Oh, I have patient. No, it's a choice that I make every day with myself. I get up and say, you know, this is where I should be. But this is not where I'm at. So I'm not going to beat myself up. I'm going to make a list. And I'm going to try to uh, tackle each thing on that list. Because each day, some things on that list, I can only do one thing at a time. And I've learned it's okay. It's okay if I don't get everything done that I need to do. So patience for me is is a day-to-day thing. Day-to-day and the power of, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. 
how do you keep faith faith in it through it all? Hmm. How do I keep faith? There's a scripture um, that really encourages me. Uh, and it goes like, uh, my brother and sister, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptation. Uh, so when I'm going through and keeping the faith, that scripture gives me courage because what it does, it lets me know that uh, everything I'm going through is it's not null and void. God has a plan for it. And I'm going to see the joy in it. Because either I'm going in a storm or I'm coming out of one. But nevertheless, the joy of the Lord is my strength. And I know in whom I belong to. And I know that he is able to keep me. So that's how... uh, I keep the faith. I have this post-it note on my door that says, your labor in the Lord is not in vain. And that's something I have to remind myself, not daily, but, you know, at least twice a week when things get rough or you get tired of that job or that person or whatever you get tired of. It's, it's a reminder to self that, it's not in vain. It's not in vain. It's not in vain. Okay, now to the amazing mother that you are. What is a mother? You know, what does it mean to be a mother? Wow, what does it mean to be a mother? To me, to be a mother, it is the highest calling in life. To be able to to have a family and to cherish them and to know that uh, being their mother, that I'm going to be their mother until I take my last breath. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes we be thinking, oh, you're just a mother until they get 18. And well, I'm here to tell you, Mom, I'm always going to need you. When I get married and I have kids, you and Daddy coming right with me. I'll give you a room next to the kitchen so I'll have my meals hot and ready. Okay? Did you always want children? Yes. You did. What does it mean to have daughters? And what's your responsibility as a mother? To your daughter. <laughs> what? Oh, what does it mean? Mm. You know, what are some core lessons you felt uh, that we needed? Oh, 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 what does it mean to have a daughter? Well, um, hmm, to have a daughter. What do we need to model? 
you have more. She has more daughters, but she has more grandsons now. I do. I do. That's funny. It is funny. Praise the Lord. What does it mean to have a daughter? Is to actually to see a copy of myself uh, and to know that they are a copy of me, but they are more, they're unique. I thought she was about to say, you and your daddy's kids. <laughs> you're, more, you're more unique. And um, to watch you uh, grow into the phenomenon women that you are, I, I, I'm amazed by it. Um, it's just such a blessing to have you all. I know I don't tell you that enough, but I do try to show you it. You can show me by making breakfast. In the <laughs> <laughs> what are some core lessons you felt that we needed to be taught and modeled? Um, besides cooking and cleaning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, to know that you need to create your own happiness and that it's okay to ask for help it's okay uh, to need help and it's okay to say no. Saying no can be hard sometimes, especially when you desire to always help. But sometimes you need to say no so that you can say no to others so that you can say yes to you. It's, it reminds me, um, it just popped up in my head. I remember growing up, you said, you have to tell people, I can't come out outside to play right now. I got stuff to do. I can't come outside. And literally, these words echo in my head now because when I have stuff to do and I want to go do something else that will ultimately distract me, I hear you. I can't come outside to play right now. I I can play later, but not right now. I cannot come out to play. So the no's are important. Same questions for your sons, though. What does it mean for you to have sons? And what, as a mother, what was your responsibility as a mother to your sons? And, you know, what were the core lessons, some core lessons that you felt they needed to be taught? Um, what does it mean to have a son? Um. Black sons. At Black sons. Actually, to, to, to see that the Lord has blessed me with a replicate of my husband. Um, and knowing that he has given me the opportunity to uh, mold him and to help him to become... Um, the next uh, powerful man or a husband, uh, a brother to a sister, a brother to a brother, um, 
a young man to encourage other men. Um, some of the responsibility as a mother is to make sure that I affirm him as with my daughter to affirm him and to validate him. You know, I know his dad is going to do it, but a lot of time, you know, uh, our children look to their parents, especially the moms, to affirm them, to validate them and to, you know, to encourage them. You know, when the world is because we know that the world is going to beat them up. So we know that if we can instill in our daughters and our son that you are somebody, you know, um, that you are going to be great. Uh, sure, you're going to make uh, errors. Sure, you're going to fall, but don't stay down there. Get up. You know, brush yourself off. So, um, um, having a son and a daughter, you know, is is such a uh, challenge. Um, they are each individual people, uh, not just because of gender, but of their own personality. You know. Uh, a son and a daughter, they both, women and men, think different. You know, I'm always uh, being um, blamed by you all. Oh, you love your son better. You know, the old saying that we train we train our daughter, uh, but we spoil our son. We, what is it, we um, raise our daughters and love our son. Yeah, we love our son. Is that true? That, uh, that is true to an extent. Because when you, even when you just talk, you said um, some of the lessons you teach your daughters to cook and to clean. But you didn't but, say that. Oh, I, I was said, coming back oh. to that. I was coming back <laughs> to say that. Say that. It goes the same way. Cook and clean. My sons, they all can cook and they can clean. They can wash clothes. Um, they are independent. You know, they can, they can run a household. You know, but I, I do prefer them to stay in their lane and let their wives kind of help them take care of that, to nurture that. You know, as their mom, I'm going to nurture uh, my sons and my daughter, but each of them have different needs at different times. How do you refill as a mother after you have poured into everyone else? Um, I have to check in with myself. What does that look like? Checking in with myself is uh, I have to check in with the God in me, you know, and listen to my heart. You know, I have to come aside and I have to ask myself basically question, uh, uh, where do you go from here? Now, all my children are, are of age now. They're going on. And they talk about empty nests. You know, I was just saying to your dad tonight, I said, as um, hmm, soon as Ariel get her husband and she's going to move out, honey, it's just going to be you and I again. I may move out before my husband yeah. comes. Amen. Amen. Okay. Amen. I, I, he got to match the table to my table. Amen. I, 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 I believe that. If y'all keep cooking, I think we just gonna move in here. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> okay. So often, you know, you are our biggest supporters, even in our mess. Samal, so, what does support look like for you 
you know, um, what type of support do you actually need and you want and that you like? Uh, Besides showing up. Yeah, what does support look like to me? Well, knowing that I have a village uh, that is able and ready to jump in and do whatever um, they need to do. That's 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 my support, you know. Um, and it's in the back of my mind. I carry it in my heart, you know. Uh, if I need the support, I have it. Knowing that I have it, that's that's support for me. That's what support looks like to me. Okay. How do you continuously live out your dreams as you become a more mature woman, wife, and mother? Well, knowing that every morning that the Lord allows me to wake up and to be able to share my faith and help someone along the way, to be able to serve or to be there in need for someone, or just, you know, maybe do a road trip. You have so many grants for all that. <laughs> you got to be stationary. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I do. Unless they just go with you. Uh, you know, we now that we had this pandemic, we all know that children are capable of learning um, virtually. So they very well can just travel with you guys. Well, I don't think your dad and I have uh, have arrived at all this virtue. <laughs> okay, all right. I want to know about the wife and you. Did you always want or see yourself as a married woman? Yes. Okay. What does it mean to be a wife? Mm. To have a companion, um, someone to uh, share my life with, to be able to uh, share my my deepest thoughts, uh, someone to go, you know, to go through with, with my ups and my downs, my disappointment, um, someone just to be able to love up on or to be loved. What are the roles you choose and committed to as a wife? Hmm. The roles that I'm committed to as a wife. Yeah, the first chose. role I, I, I'm committed to is to love the Lord with all my heart. That's my first role. Mm-hmm. And my second role is to love myself. Mm-hmm. So if I love myself, uh, I won't have a problem loving my husband unconditionally and being able to support him. But it it begins first with loving the Lord, then loving myself. And if I love if I love myself, I'm gonna love my husband. And then we're gonna love our children. And uh we'll be able to face life challenges. What are some things that you feel like every woman should know before getting married and becoming a wife? Every woman. From your experience. From my experience. From my experience, the first thing I would say to women, the road is going to get tough when you take those roads 
uh, colored glasses off, but don't quit. Don't give up. And the other thing I would say is don't look for your husband to complete you. Because if that's what you're looking for, uh, you're headed down a lonely road. Take care of yourself. Keep a clean house. Learn how to cook. <laughs> Most of all, this is this is this a secret. This is look, look, this one is finance. Okay. Finance. Everybody handles their finance different. And I think that's something that a married couple should always talk about openly. You know, how to to better yet use our finance. What should we do? How should we do? Or who's going to be the one to handle the finances? Is that person trustworthy? You know. Um, so... Those are the things I would tell someone who's getting ready to get married and to be honest and open with each other. And if you have a problem, communication is the key. Let's talk about it, you know. Communication and comprehension. Yes. Yes. You know, both. Go hand in hand. It goes hand in hand, but both of you are right. It's just the way you comprehend it. He's right and you're right. So both of you are right. Let's let's find a mean let's find a solution to it. I didn't like what you did. Well, I didn't like what you did the other night. Yeah, we're both are right. So what should have happened? Let's 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 find a medium, you know, road and let's solve the problem. Because he's right in his own way and you're right in your own way. And let's be able to say, I'm sorry. Is that easy for you to say? Oh, no, that's not easy for me to say. I've, 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 I've learned how to say it. Thank you for your honesty. You know, I've, I've learned how to say it. You know, it, it, it can be a struggle. But then now that I've learned how to say it, it's easy, you know. And just don't say it. Mean it. Anybody can say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And then in the back of your mind, yeah, you got just what you deserve. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So when you say it, you have to mean that you have to say you're sorry. And that, would, and that will come with change behavior or change. It, it will come with results. Yeah, it does. How do you grow intentionally with your husband after 42 years of marriage? After 42 years of marriage, how do I grow intentionally? Right, because y'all been together more, yeah. more years than y'all were apart. Yes. Well, how do we grow intentionally? By first learning to pray together. And that's, that has not always been easy uh, is making the time for one another um, letting your dad know that he's priority our marriage is priority 
you know, uh, our children, they're secondary. We're first. We have to make each other priority. You know, we, we have to learn to be together and intentionally because we just we'll do we'll, we'll do things and not realize that out of the routine team, you know uh, oh he's okay she's okay no no an idle mind is a devil's workshop mm-hmm. you need to always be present in your marriage and learn to have the hard conversations. Hmm. You know, whether it's about the children, whether it's about uh, our situation, but we, we have to learn to have those hard conversations. And then, you know, we grow intentionally when we're, we have pillow talks. Where's our pillow talk? <laughs> Does dating still exist? Like, how do you keep it hot and spicy? Yeah. Besides being down here, falling asleep on the couch, watching Netflix and chilling. Yeah, it's 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 a must. It's a must. You must date. You must date. And how I keep it hot and spicy? I'm gonna say this, and I ain't gonna say anything else by flirting. Uh, okay. It's called flirtation. Mm. Just make sure y'all don't be flirting at the dinner table. I gotta eat. <laughs> it's important that we see ourselves for ourselves, especially now in the era of social media, television, and everything else. We could get so caught up and lose our self-image because we are constantly paying more attention to other images instead of our own. So finally, Mom, how do you see yourself, um, see yourself, period, see yourself as the growing woman, um, see yourself as the growing wife, mother? Like, how do you see your future self? How do I see myself? Your future self. My future self. Well, I see myself now and in the future. I'm, I am a, a phenomenal woman. I'm a remarkable woman. And I hold myself in high esteem. And I think every young woman should hold themselves and know that they're a phenomenal woman. I'm remarkable. You know, and uh, I don't allow others to um, cripple me with their words because I speak positive to myself. You know, I know that it's and it's the saying that um, when I was working, my coworker would, would would say to me, "You know, you are phenomenal." And, and, and I knew it, but they would say it. And one of them said to me, you know what? I think it's the sure goodness of the Lord in you that amazes me so. And I said to her, I said, you know what? You are absolutely correct. And as young women, you ought to know that you're phenomenal. You're a remarkable person. 
You are made in the image of God. You're, 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 I, I consider you all to be uh, uh, the roof, the essence of the Bible. Uh, you're, you're, that, you're that new age women. You're, you're, the, you're those, those pioneer women that have, have, have come to conquer. That's only because we have had great women like yourself and the other Naomi's and everything that we too get to glean from and learn from. And that is why conversations like this and spaces like this is important, despite how unwilling you may have been. But it's important because there's a need, because like I said, we see so much on TV. We see so much on social media, the plastic surgery, we see, you know, um, we just see a lot. Our eyes, the gateway, we see a lot, we hear a lot. And it's important for us to hear things that, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, it just goes above what we're intaking to resonate, to penetrate through everything else that we're seeing. So it's important that we have these conversations and to to be reminded of what we are capable of and what are we capable of becoming, even though we don't yet see it or even believe that it's there. So I thank you, Mother. Well, that's all good people. Thank you for making time for me, even though you told me you weren't going to do something. You dragged your sweet old time. <laughs> but thank you for actually showing up. Thanks for showing up despite how you felt. Thank you for showing up for me and everyone else. But most importantly, Mom, thank you for showing up for yourself daily, day in and day out. I'm proud to be your daughter. I'm proud of who you are and who you are still becoming. So can you allow the Holy Spirit to use you and pray for us women and soon to become the women God calls us to evolve into and everyone else who will listen to this episode. Thank you. Thank you, Dora. I want to say thank you for inviting me um, and forgive me of the uh, prolonging. You're forgiven. <laughs> you would add a little thrain you a little bit, you know? <laughs> Uh, as we uh, get ready to come to a close, uh, if every mind and heart is clear, let us look to the Lord. Father, we thank you and we praise you for another day and another opportunity. God, I thank you for this podcast that you have allowed my my daughter and this platform, Father, to use to encourage the women and men of God and the people of God and those that are listening. Father, I ask right now that you know what they stand in need of. Father, I ask right now that you will touch those that are sitting in quiet desperation tonight, God. Father, I ask that you will touch them from the crown of their head to the sole of their feet, that you will move by your power and move by your might, God. Lord, there's those that are standing out there that are seeking companion. Father, I decree and I declare that you will send it, Father. Lord, those out there that are seeking for a relationship and a closer walk with you, Father, I de- 
decree and I declare it tonight that you will send it, God. But Father, I ask that you would touch my sons and you would touch my daughters, God, that you would keep a hedge of protection around them, God, that you will keep them covered in your bra. Blood, Father, and I ask, Father, that you will move and let them know that they are the women of Zion, that they are phenomena, God. And, Father, that you will allow them to know that great is he that's in them than he that's in the world, that they are more than a conqueror, God, and that they can do all things through Christ Jesus that has strengthened them. So, Father, right now, as we get ready to... To close out on this podcast, we ask that you will touch and bless and keep every listener that's under the sound of my voice. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Mom. How are y'all feeling? Are y'all full yet? I hope so. I hope this interview blesses you as much as it has blessed me. I pray that you take away some very valuable lessons, some tools and advice, and that you become better. Do you have room for some dessert? You know your girl is sweet like honey. She's organic. (laughs) Call me the organic honey, all right? (laughs) But you know it's time to shout out and put you onto something black, of course. We are shouting out Coffee Cream and Dreams. Me and my mama loves this little this little spot. She, like I told y'all, she loves her coffee, especially my dad bringing it to her. But I'm more so of a tea drinker, but hey, whatever floats your boat. Coffee Cream and Dreams are located here in Philly at 1500 Fairmount Avenue. And that I mentioned is black owned. Um, yes. Go check them out and let them know Good Food, Good People Podcast sent you. They have some really good fresh pastries and coffee. Their banana nut bread is so nice and moist, and we all like it moist, so go cop up. The spirit is well within this cozy shop. We will definitely be back for sure. I've actually been back twice, okay? And you know you know it's good when your girl got to get up at 7 in the morning to go down there before work, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't like getting up early, y'all. So, if any of my good listeners know of any other good black-owned spots, please let me know. I'm always down to try. And thank you to those who have been sharing the good spots. I appreciate y'all. Keep them coming. So, go check out Coffee Cream and Dreams. I don't know. I sent you. Okay? And if you haven't already, please follow Good Food, Good People Podcast at G-D-F-O-O-D-G-D-P-E-O-P-L-E-P-O-D on Instagram. And you know, we got to get an essential water. Like, yo, let's get acquainted. Let's talk future partnerships. Again, good people, I'm trying to fuel the community, okay? Make sure you are choosing the right partners and make sure you are a right partner first and foremost. You attract what you are. Please rest assured, God will send you exactly what you need. But don't forget to be specific in what you want. Don't ever forget to speak life into all areas of you. And please, never settle. Always remember that with God, all things are possible. You just got to surrender and trust in him. He got you. So be blessed, y'all, and be someone else's blessing. 
Remain intentional and always, always seek God and make time for him before anything else. Even if you open up the Bible, your eyes, you know, he gives you rest. You, you're trying to make time. He, he sees your intentions. Be well, good people. Eat good. Surround yourself with good people. And remember to bring good and all the goodness there is home first. See you next time, good people. Mwah.